0: Now, a listener got in touch with the show uh, this week to ask us um, to talk about Drogheda and not just Drogheda, I suppose there's more than Drogheda, uh that this affects. But they sent us a tweet and it said this. Please talk about Drogheda and the gang problem. The community here has worked so hard to attract the Flas and the volunteers have maintained the town when the council didn't. Uh, While getting 20 new car D is great, uh, would some experienced, perhaps in gang land activities, not be better? Why does everything have to get to breaking point before action is taken? Look at Limerick, which is turned around but had to go through the ringer before anything was done. Drogheda is a vibrant town and this nonsense is just ruining the reputation and also locals feeling of safety um, and there's a march on Saturday as well uh, now we spoke to Eileen we asked her if she wanted to come on and she wasn't able to come on and lots of other people joined in this conversation online and lots of them we asked to come on as well and many of them said they wouldn't come on and why they wouldn't come on they were afraid um, they were afraid to come on because of gang situations so there's obviously intimidation of the ordinary decent people of Drata. but equally I think there's probably anger on the part of the ordinary, decent people of Drogheda who, who are caught up in some kind of reputational damage for their town. When their town is a perfectly good town and a perfectly decent town, uh, peopled by people just going about their business, working and living their lives and raising their families. Who want no hand act or part in gangs, in people robbing ATMs, in paramilitarism or any of that stuff. And yet they're being dragged into the mire with that going on. Um, and there are other towns, as as Eileen the tweeter quite rightly said, like Limerick, that knows exactly what this is like, That, like Tala. Black spots that people, maybe Ballymun, people were always talking about them, giving out about them. And the ordinary people, the decent citizens of those towns who had no part in criminality or, or anything to do with these things, their town is getting a kicking, even though they don't deserve it at all. And as I say, we were not able to get any of the people who lived in Drahada to come on. And we asked loads of them and they all said, no, I live here. If I put my head above the parapet, this is not a good situation. But we are joined to discuss this now uh, based on, on uh, our listeners' contact with Loud County Councillor, uh, Fine Gael Councillor, Richie Colhan. Richie, you're very welcome.
1: Good afternoon, Kira.
0: Um, talk to me about what, first of all, is going on in Drahada and how the people of Drahada, the ordinary people of Drahada, are being affected.
1: Well, Kira, can I first say that yeah, I, I served as a member of the Khan in Drogheda, and I've been in the town uh, for almost 39 years, next yeah. June, in June. And uh, the people of the town obviously are affected. Many of them are very afraid um, with all the goings-on over the last number of months, and in fact, since last August. Uh, and, you know, you, you have a situation where you have two criminal gangs. Uh, they were formerly one, and now they have split. And uh, there's a lot of animosity and it's a very dangerous situation um, pertaining at the moment in Drahada because we have, almost on a nightly basis, we have houses being firebombed, we have uh, shootings, we have uh, weapons being discovered uh, near in housing estates where there are children playing and and such like. But, you know, and and you're quite correct in saying that this is not reflective of Drahada. This is not reflective of Drada. And I mean, people need to understand that Drada is a, is an absolutely fabulous town to live, to work, to bring up your children, to visit. Uh, and that's I'd say that first. I came just a few minutes ago from uh, an event, which was um, the, the guest speaker was John Lonergan. We were, we were attempting to have a new community service centre uh, built in Moneymore you know and everybody knows and has, has had heard the name Moneymore more in the last number of months yeah money more again 99.9% of the people that live there and and uh, rear their children there are honest to goodness decent people and they're not reflective of what
0: no i've few, no doubt
1: a few thugs in the town have created um simply because we had a lack of resources and that and i can't put it any clearer than that Having worked as a, as in, in special branch for a good number of years, um, I have seen Drogheda uh, being ignored, basically, when it has come to resources. And you resources about, in many ways. Which
0: is, I was going to say, are you talking about guard resources? Or are you talking about investment in the town? What, what are we talking about?
1: A number of things, both from a social, a cultural and investment perspective. Uh, Drogheda has been ignored. What you must remember is Drada is the largest town in Ireland. We have probably over 100,000 people, if you take in our suburbs, and we're looking for city status at the moment. But having said that, in the last 10 to 15, 20 years, successive governments have ignored the town. So what you have is you have social deprivation, yeah. you have lack of employment, you have 10,000 people that leave the town on a, every morning to commute to work. Um, and this is something that really needs to be addressed. And when you address those social problems, you address what's going on at the moment.
0: OK, and and, and I, t- I take your point, investment and jobs and everything that, that, you know, poverty does breed crime and there's no question about it. But the current situation where you have, as you say, uh, two criminal gangs that were once a former criminal gang. And, and we're seeing all around the border counties and indeed the north, the ATM robberies, we're seeing some kind of. A stepping up of of criminal activity, organized crime, paramilitarism, whatever it is, um, ha, is that impacting our people? Because it's very rare we've ever covered a topic, Richie, on the show where people were very interested in it being addressed, but personally afraid to come on and speak about it.
1: Yes, and that's very that's that's very true, and it's you know it's 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 understandable. I mean, uh, if you take Limerick for example, yeah. but for. You know the very some very brave people that stood up initially and stood up to these gangs and encouraged others to do so um Limerick might still be in a in, in a state state of crisis um you know people are afraid because people are being intimidated, but you know it's the many versus the few and if people you know they can there are many ways that these the guards can't do this on their own. Let me make that quite clear. Guards can do so much. They can't be the eyes and ears. They have eyes and ears, and those eyes and ears are the public. And whether you report something anonymously or to somebody that you trust, that they can go and report to to the guards as to what's happening. Um,
0: are people being intimidated, Richard? Because, you know, I'm, I'm just mindful of, of Derry as well. We've seen this week that, that, you know, rats will be executed, sprayed on walls. And if you cooperate with, you know, the, the police about Lyra McKee's murder, you you will be seen as an informant. You will be like like, like there's intimidation of the people of Derry. The people of Derry want to reject paramilitarism. It's very clear where they stand on this. But there's a pushback from terrorists. And is it the same thing in drought? Is there a pushback from criminals that if anyone... Was to, to, you know, are people afraid at that level?
1: Oh, of course, you know, I mean, when this is something that, you know, that, that God isn't really used to. Yeah. And this is something you had it you had it back in the 70s and 80s when we had paramilitaries, uh, you know, carrying out robberies and, and executions and, and kidnappings. And where you had the presence of the army and the guards, uh, it, was, it, was, it very much reinforced people's fear. Uh, this is different. This is a this is people are afraid now. People are afraid for their children to let them out in the street because of the nature of what happened last week, uh, where a guy—and I mean, we all saw it—I've seen the videos. Somebody gets out of the back of a car and starts fighting. It was like something out of the, you know, the, yeah, the 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 the, the mob movies that you see on television. Uh, and what they're fearful of is that their children, you know, by. But not by design, but by accident, might get caught up in this and get and somebody gets killed yeah. uh, walking down the street, minding their own business. Um, but but you know, has it kicked
0: off now for a reason? Is it merely the split between gangs, or or, or is it the case that, that is there something else going on? Like no, Strata it wasn't it it wasn't making the news up until quite recently.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, be- between the, the you know the main protagonists, um, you know, the, it has got very personal now and um it it has got and, and and that is why it's it's it has become so violent uh and so everybody's a target you know if you're associated or aligned with one particular group uh or you're even you even know them uh you are you know you're a target for these idiot thugs that are going around brandishing mm-hmm. guns and shoot trying to shoot people uh, they have no consideration uh, for, you know, the ordinary decent people who are going about their daily
0: business. Yeah, lots of people are getting involved. Alison Common, who was the former face of UTV Ireland and indeed now uh, reads the news on Sky News, has said, whilst recent violence has been unsettling, overall my hometown of Drahada is a vibrant and united community which this week is holding a packed Drahada Arts Festival and yesterday launched FLA 2019 for August. Life is going on despite the few and someone else says, I live and work in here Ciara. No effect whatsoever. People I listen to are blowing this out of proportion. Uh, it, it, the, the effect on the, the ordinary people, the, you know, the, the decent people in terms of the reputation. I, I remember growing up, Limerick was always getting a kick in. Stab City, they used to call it. And, and people were always talking about Limerick. And I remember my brother lived for a period of time in Limerick and I went down and visited many times and had great times in Limerick. Um, but nonetheless, the the people who lived there were well aware of how they were being viewed and they didn't like it. There There is something about being from a place that reputationally is being damaged. And it is hard on people, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you should say that because John Lomberg said the very same thing, you know. I mean, he referred to how, you know, because of the, 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 the ridiculous behaviour of a few, you know, uh, a, a city that had 99.9% Wonderful, beautiful people living there uh, was given this awful name, which was very unfair. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, you have a situation because it is in the media and it's in the news that there, you know, that there, there, there are incidents almost on a daily basis going on here. Simply because we had a lack, we had a lack of resources in 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 Ungerdashikana, but it would be terrible um, to allow these few that the few people that are involved. To sully the name of this of this great and historic yeah. town, um, as people will tell you, uh, we we hosted Flack Hill um, during the summer. Now, last summer and we're we're hosting it again in 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 August. Um, I have spoken to so many people from all over the world, and they agreed that the Flack Hill was actually the best they had attended, and it was fantastic fun. Yeah. There were so many facilities. There were so many positives that came out of Flack Hill, for the town, uh, and what we mustn't do is allow a few thugs yeah. uh, destroy the great reputation that our town has.
0: I, I, and I think that we uh, sure, yeah. we go
1: a long way towards solving this by the injection now of more resources into the force
0: a lot of people are very sympathetic to Drogheda. Uh, someone says, I'm listening to this. It reminds me as a Limerick person what it was like when a few bad apples did terrible things making the whole county get a bad name undeservedly. And someone else says, try growing up in Talakira and putting it on your CV. It's a lovely place to live but the media and a few crimes has given it a lifetime bad name. I presume... Drogheda doesn't want that. Drogheda doesn't want to be associated long term with criminality or those types of things. I mean, I'm mindful. Last year, I remember Drogheda was in the news for wholly different reasons. David McWilliams was suggesting we should move the port to Drogheda or indeed to Dundalk. The Dublin port should be moved and and, uh, the frontage of uh, the sea frontage of Dublin city should be turned into kind of a marina and a leisure area and it would have been amazing for either uh, of those towns should that have happened but you know it, it, there were different narratives around drata H- how concerning is it that that actually but these these, so these many, when so the mud is thrown at sticks
1: every year you know we have the tall ships
2: yeah.
0: we
1: have the flag coming up we have arts festivals and we have we have we have a real sense of community up here yeah. we have you know businesses get behind everything that happens up here we have um you know individuals who are willing to volunteer their time for the betterment of the town. we have a, Unfortunately, we need more tourists to our town because uh, it's something that has been neglected over the years. But they're starting to come in now. Um, I remember years ago, um, the, the head man in, in CIE International Tourism in America uh, arrived in the town here, and we showed him what we had in terms of history uh, and facilities. And he couldn't believe. Yeah.
0: Well, the ancient 30, 30 East is called that for a
1: reason. You know, Kilkenny has it. We have far more history with all due respect to Kilkenny than Kilkenny or any other town in, in, in Ireland. Uh, but, we're, you know, we're not getting our fair share of investment, yeah. uh, which, is, which is unbelievable, really, given how the, the proximity that we have to Dublin. Uh, the airport. We have road and rail services and a very great road and a, a hugely impressive road system. Um, so there are a lot of very positive things happening in Drada. Yeah. And, and this is why we have to ensure that a few people just don't sully the name that we have uh, in our town internationally.
0: Yeah, I do suppose, I think one of the things that allowed Limerick to settle and to move on, and it has moved on, there's no question that it has moved on, only a number of years back there was still a lot of issues was certain people and certain family members being put behind bars really wasn't it?
1: Well this is it and you know there were you know there were serious criminals in Limerick at that time yeah. who, were, who were willing to you know maim and murder and intimidate and extort uh, people in in, in in that city and the investment was put in there um, these guys were hassled and harried at every time they stuck their nose above ground they were arrested. They were they were um, interrogated, yeah. and they were driven out of business. And the guards, of course, they did a fantastic job in putting these guys behind bars. Yeah. And I would expect and hope that the same amount uh, of pressure would be applied to these individuals who are, you know, causing causing a lot of problems for. Uh, the ordinary decency Yeah absolutely and
0: and that's who kind of matters in all of this 53106 is the text and we're talking about Drahada. we're talking about the fact that a whole area a whole town 100,000 people live in Drahada, is is being tarnished by the actions of criminal gangs and uh, I think it's very interesting because a lot of reaction to this is coming in but very few people from the area are willing to speak on air about it. And that says something. That says something in all of this. But it's not, of course, the only area this has happened to. But 53106, I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, stay with me for a second, Richie. I'm speaking to um, Richie uh, Colhan, who is a Fine counsellor councillor in Louth, but is also a former uh, member of Angarda Siakona. And Robbie, one of our listeners, is on the line. Robbie, what do you make of this conversation?
3: I mean, like, I absolutely agree with everything Richie has said I mean I'd, I'd come from one of those areas originally when I was growing up that would have been tarnished by the few you know in yeah. Dublin and I mean a lot of these communities are doing their damnedest yeah. to you know do great things within the community in the GAA the, the you know the soccer the, the boxing clubs and different things like that you know but there are always going to be that small few who will always you know want to cause havoc in an area, and I understand why the people don't want to come on air as well. You know, you don't want to get your name recognised because these people would have children, grandchildren, husbands, wives, sisters, brothers walking the streets of Drogheda, You know, and they don't want to get they don't want to get targeted by these gangs because these gangs. The thing is that, like as Richie was saying, these people they don't care about anybody else but themselves. You know, and like I've seen it over the years, the way these gangs go on, and um, it's the problem is that the guarded presence has to be strong on the ground and when it's not and that's been a problem over the last couple of years out the lack of guardy presence on the ground as well you know let's call it as it is and these gangs they live in like certain quarters and they take control of these certain quarters all you have to do is take as you've rightly pointed out is Derry if you if you've got and if you've got an area like Derry where there's a high unemployment
0: yeah
3: idle hands and all that. You know, and then these people feel marginalised, and um, I'm not making excuses here. No, no, way. and I know. And I, no, I know
0: what you're. No, no. Kitty Holland made s- similar points that that yeah. uh, urban I deprivation that got, actually, and poverty yeah. Uh, yeah. spawns this stuff, and I don't. I don't think she was being an apologist for 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 terrorist no. acts, and I don't think anyone wants to apologise for terrorist yeah. acts. I think everyone is finds those things to be heinous. Yeah.
3: No, like, I mean, I read that Kitty Holland article and I completely agreed with her because what happens is that if you've got these young people who are marginalized but nowhere to turn and then you've got somebody going here, you bring that 1k of cocaine down the road here and I'll give you 500 euros for it yeah. or if you store this for me, so on and so forth. You know, th- this is where these problems stem from. And then you've got a kind of a blanket silence coming over these estates and these areas where these people come from, because for one is that the gangs will run it, and for two, people don't want us to talk out for the reasons being put forward. Now, I mean, the whole thing about it is that we're never going to have the perfect utopia in Ireland that we'd all love to have. There's always going to be these problems, but I think at the present moment in time, I think we're hearing too much across the board of young gangs causing havoc across the country and i think it's something that really really needs to be stamped down and we really need to have a look at where lawyer society is in general because i think that there there are serious social problems out there yeah and i mean these gangs there's an old saying and richie will richie will agree with me once you get rid of one of these top drug dealers there's 10 in line right behind them to come in and take his place yeah like you know,
0: cutting the head off the beast and it just grows another head.
3: Exactly, like, you know, and and why are these reasons there, you know? And you'll always find that these areas that have got these high areas of unemployment, remember, I'm a working class, though, but I came from one of those areas, Yeah, is that it's the social deprivation you'll find. Yeah. You'll find uh, low low unemployment, low education. You know, a lot of these things come into effect.
0: Now they do. And, and John, we were talking about John Lonergan earlier. He makes the point that if you look at the the, the makeup of the population of Mountjoy Prison, they all come from the same postcode. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 as geographical as that.
3: Exactly. I mean it's geopolitical as well. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and you're kind of saying, Is it just coincidental or is it a reason behind why these no. postcodes are in behind bars all the time and it's the same and it's the same kind of areas as well. But as I, I as I agree with Richie, the vast, 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 vast majority of the people who come from these areas are good of course these are working of course class they're. people. But you've got that small percentage that do cause the problem. But I think it's got to be political will. And And when you were growing up, Robbie,
0: was it hard where you came from? I I, I know because my researchers just typed it into me that you'd worked as a a youth worker. But was it hard for you who wasn't involved in criminality to exist in an area that was known for such a thing?
3: Um, It was okay for me in a sense because you're from that area, if you get me. You know, of course, yeah, I got into the street fight, I got the got slaps, I get the slaps, you know, that type of thing growing up in these areas. But I think I was kind of, you know, it takes a community to, or it takes a village to raise a child yeah. as well. You know, that type of thing as well. Um, because there was, there was certain, there were certain individuals in the area that were always going to follow the path of crime. But yeah, I mean, growing up in those areas, um, it could, I could have easily gone down that line. Of course you, know. you could.
0: Of course, easily,
3: good. easily. But my mother is five foot two, Dublin woman, with a right hook that would take out <laughs> my boys. You know?
0: the Irish mammy is is the bulwark yeah, that but, stands you know, in the way of this.
3: Yeah, it might sound funny, but there is a sense there as well. Like my parents, like made sure that we, if, we, if she caught me standing around the corner, I'd be quickly getting the, the finger wagging, get over here now, yeah, like you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. She had, and they, she,
0: she knew what was what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I
3: mean, like in general, I think that the you can go into kind of all these areas and you can ask. 100 people and 90% 90 of those 100 people will probably be able to point you in the direction
0: of where... The problem is. Yeah, the dogs in the streets in these areas No, No, I yeah. totally do. Robbie, thank you for coming on and speaking to me. I just want to briefly bring Richie back in. Richie, you know, you heard what Robbie said. It is down to deprivation. It is down to unemployment and lack of opportunity and, and a perception that that life isn't fair in certain communities and that they're overlooked. You're a, a local councillor now. You're, a, you know, an elected representative. What is going to happen by way of investment? What is going to be done to change this because if this is where the seeds of criminality grow what will be done to to, to to turn that around?
1: Well what has happened first of all is to deal with these particular individuals firstly and uh, the Commissioner and the Minister of Justice arrived in Drada last night to have a conversation with the local Chief Superintendent and his officers now they have um, guaranteed that we will have another 25 to 30 New Gardy in June Um And we will have, uh, you know, armed response units in the meantime that will be will be carrying out surveillance and doing all those that those types of uh, that type of work in the town. But what we need to do, you know, in terms of employment, we need more investment into our town from the ID from the IDA. We have had some fantastic companies that have come into the town in the last number of years, like Yapstone, and we have Coca Cola here.
2: We have so many other. other,
1: Yeah, and. you know that's that's what we need. We need to have a, 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 a plan whereby we don't have to have ten thousand people leave our town every day, uh, travelling to Dublin and elsewhere um, on the train at great expense, whether it's childcare or travel. We need investment in the town here, the biggest town in Ireland, um, and it's it's very important. It's ironic, Kira. I'm taking a call from Scholars Townhouse Hotel in Drogheda here, and last week. Uh, Martin McGowan and his wife Patricia they had Simon called here to um, unveil a bust of TK Whittaker the man who was voted by the Irish people as the greatest Irish man of the 20th century and he devised econ- the economic plan for Ireland to drag us out of poverty
0: yeah.
1: Um that's just one of the characters that we have in this town and one of the great things that yeah, are happening
0: I, I, I can around sense the, town. the pride and the affection that you have for it, Richie, and, and And I think that is admirable and I do feel for the people. I really do because I, I completely accept what you're saying that it is a, a few bad apples and it's 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 contaminating the barrel. But thank you for coming on and speaking to me about it all. That is Louth County Councillor there, Fine Gael Councillor Richie Colhane who's a former member of the Guards as well. We're talking about Drogheda but actually you could broaden this out. There are other parts of the country uh, and no disrespect to, to them but there's parts of Cork, parts of Limerick, parts of Dublin that have also been tarnished in this way good people living ordinary lives raising their families going to work looking after their own but living cheek by jail with criminals who ruin it for everybody and it isn't an easy thing to do and I'd love to hear because there's, there's certain areas that have kind of evolved beyond that now Tala has grown up a lot Drimna has grown up a lot areas where there would have been quite a lot of sort of criminality they've moved if, if you're someone who is willing to talk about what it is to live in an area like that 53106 I would love to hear from people because I can only imagine how annoying it is to, to sort of see your town that you love and you're working away in and living in and raising your family in uh, tarnished by thugs who you despise uh, 53106 let us know let's get some reaction after this
1: Lunchtime live
0: with Kira Kelly. This is News Talk. Now, just before the break, we were discussing what's going on in Drahada. We were discussing the fact that Drahada is making the news time and time again at the moment because of criminal activity and what it is like for the people of Drahada. Uh, who are ordinary decent people, and I think we have to be very clear on that, who don't want to be associated with this kind of thuggery or criminality, but are getting getting lumped in as an area that there's a problem in, and they don't like it. And I totally get why they don't like it. And someone says, "Hi, Kier. I have worked in Drogheda for the past twenty years in a wonderful school in Green Hills. Such a pity that a few families now ruining the great reputation of the town. I hope the general Irish public will see this for what it is. It is a few rotten apples, and that's from Noreen. Noreen. I think we do see it. I honestly think we do see it. Uh, However." Does it put people off going to Drahada? 53106? I think it might. Like I don't know that I would be currently wanting to visit there. Not because I think that probably anything would happen but when you can visit so many places you kind of steer clear of where you think there might be a bit of trouble and that's a problem for people in Drahada, because they want people to come and visit and it's the part of the beautiful ancient east and all of that. So it is it is without question very difficult and it is no different to Limerick before Drahada and Tala and uh, that bit of cork that escapes me south somewhere um yes and it's not on the tip of my tongue but glenn is also on the line glenn you're a hotelier in drahada what do you think of this conversation i'm sure your heart is kind of slightly sinking about what i just said about not wanting to visit
4: hi Kira. how's it going thanks for having me on i'm a big fan of your show Ah, thank you um yeah look i heard um richie colhan there on the on the radio and he's a fantastic ambassador for the town he is he's really involved and um it really what made me want to phone in because it, there's an awful perception in the last couple of weeks, the media, the news, prime time um, and I don't think it really paints a true picture of actually what's going on in the town. Obviously what's happening is serious and I'm not trying to yeah. um, lower the significance of it, but I'm here 24-7. We don't see anything like that. These incidences, These incidents are very isolated. They're um, 99.9% of the time down an alleyway or in an estate during walking around the town during the day yeah. there's a great vibrancy there's a great buzz as everybody knows we've had the flack you 650,000 people yeah. here last summer another one coming up and what a lot of people said was pro- probably the best fla so far um, <clears throat> only last week we had Minister Simon Povney in Scholars Townhouse Hotel here we're an award winning boutique hotel right in the centre of the town he was unveiling a um sculpture of TK Whitaker. So yeah. you have these things going on all the time. And you have an arts um, festival
0: coming up, isn't that right?
4: We have an arts festival coming up. So I'm when I watched Primetime the other night I said to myself, Oh my god, if I didn't if I didn't know Drota or I'd never been to Drota, I'd be saying exactly what you just said. Why would I go and visit there? Yeah. Drota is a fantastic place, full of life, and it is unfortunate that these tugs are you know, giving it a bad name. But certainly the guards have been under-resourced for uh, yeah. a long time and um, Richard Galhann was 100% right. They need more resources to tackle these crimes. Drogheda is probably, is the biggest town in Ireland.
0: Can I ask you, Glenn, though, yeah. do, do you, when you see something like primetime, do you recognise your Drogheda from those things or does it look like a nearly like a different town insofar as that, yes, it's reflecting one reality, but there are many realities to Drogheda.
4: 100%. You've hit the nail on the head there. When I watched Primetime the other night, I couldn't believe what I was looking at because I'm here 24-7. I'm actually from Dublin myself. Yeah. And uh, we built this hotel, or refurbished the hotel about 15 years ago. And my family have fallen in love with Trochera, or We're from um, Dublin 15 area. And yeah. it's a fantastic place to live. It's a fantastic place to visit. We have got... Um, Great occupancy rates in the rooms here. We've got Americans, French, Spanish, English people that visit us like on a regular basis every summer. You know, they absolutely mm. love it here. So and obviously they chose to put the fly here for a reason because the town, um, that's the kind of town it is. People yeah. are so friendly and so helpful and people are so lovely here. So look, I mean, I'm from Dublin. So like you guys are in Dublin as well. These things happen in Dublin all the time. Oh, for sure. but pe- people visit Dublin, people aren't afraid to walk around the streets in Dublin. So people need to really be careful about the perception of what's going on, yeah, and the right. media need to be really careful about how they portray these these uh, situations because they can have a very damaging effect. And realistically, you wouldn't be afraid to walk into work in Dublin, would you, Kira?
0: No, and I absolutely wouldn't. And you're you're not wrong. Unfortunately, perception. Is, is a kind of a ethereal thing it's hard It's hard to quantify it's hard to control And um, when the messages that are coming out on the news are about crime I feel for you I completely do and I, I get it I totally agree I'm sure that it is the 99.9% of people who live in Drahada that, that really define that town and they are not the people that we're hearing about on the news but unfortunately we are hearing about Drahada more than we should on the news and it is a problem for you
4: it's it's it, it's definitely a problem, and as I said, I don't want to um, try and pretend nothing's going on. Yeah. There, there's crime is everywhere, but certainly if we had more resources, I definitely think the situation wouldn't have escalated yeah. to where it's gone. No, fair play, and you know, so hopefully they can get it sorted. But genuinely, other than a business owner, you know, I mean, I am an Irish citizen, and we want to live in a safe environment in a safe town. But I can tell you. Realistically, walking in and out of town, Drahada right now is full of life. There's a great buzz, yeah. And we're looking forward to a fantastic
0: tourist season. Well, listen, and good luck with the arts festival, too. Thank you for talking to me, Glenn. That's a hotelier from Drahada. Drahada is much more than what we're hearing about in the news. And Dom is on the line as well. Dom, you are the chairman of Drahada Water Polo Club. That sounds very posh, in fact. Tell me what you think of this conversation.
5: <laughs> nothing, nothing posh about me, clear, <laughs> and very little posh about our sport. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm listening with great interest. I'm Drotter, born and bred, yeah. um, and uh, very, very proud of my town. And it's it's a little bit annoying, yeah. to be honest with you, to, to hear the, the sort of uh, level of coverage that we're getting, uh, because it's very, very few people are causing the problems. And you know, I, I really appreciate what the government are beginning to do now. They're beginning to pay some attention to us, and they're beginning to maybe resource um, the, the 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 police a little bit better than they have been doing. Um, but I think that's a kind of a short term kind of fix. I think really the the, the crux of the problem um, is the lack of investment in general. And um, in in well, look, I'm speaking specifically from a sporting perspective.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, I think there's, there's very little opportunity for the for the, the young guys to actually. Um, to involve themselves in 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 positive um and uh, positive uh, uh ways of 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 expressing themselves because literally the the facilities are not in place in the town for for kids to get involved in, in sport in a serious way and they just they they look at the the other path and it's easier to to walk around and get involved with the gremos and have an easy life and, and, and have that lifestyle that goes along with it but I think if the, if the investment was placed, you know at a, uh, in, in sporting facilities at least would give them an alternative
0: Yeah and we role. do reap what we sow in communities if you, if you don't invest if you don't give people outlets and opportunities things don't always go well
5: Absolutely, and it's not easy. I mean, uh, uh, you know, speaking specifically for Michael, um, we've we got two sections. We've got a junior section, and we, we can train and draw it. That's fine, and a swimming pool well and draw it. But our senior team competes in the National League, and um, I don't know if you know, know much about water, polo, but you, you need don't. all deep water. Um, we don't, and I, I, I noticed what you said to Richie earlier on, uh, where you mentioned that there were 100,000 people living in, in our catchment area. And we don't have a, a swimming pool that can cater for that area. And um, so, as, as I said earlier on, our senior team is to, to travel up to Blanchard Centre, National Aquatic Centre, okay. uh, to train twice a week because that's the only facility with all deep water. So That's the level of commitment that our kids are, be, are willing to put into our sport. And I think in general, we've got volunteers like me who are willing to yeah. help people along. Uh, I listen.
0: One of the reasons involved. we covered this was because we had no doubt at all in our minds that this was not a true reflection of Drahada. Do you know what I mean? It was we weren't coming on to Gaza. Isn't it desperate in Drahada. We actually went. There's more to Drahada than than what you're hearing on on the oh. news, and I and I'm absolutely convinced of that myself. Yeah,
5: one hundred percent. I mean, Glenn. Glenn made a very good points there about about what we have in terms of what we offer. We with the flower last year, we keep on going on to the flower. but that was a, a phenomenal thing. And uh, we have it again this year, despite what's going on, the FLA is coming back. It was it was uh, it was it was launched only um, yesterday.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, I mean, you know, we, we've got brilliant clubs in in all sports. Um, you know, right from from football to J.A., to mm-hmm. rugby so basketball, to basketball, hockey. Um, you know, we, out the road we have got um, we've we got Newgrange, which is like a, a global heritage site. We got the best beaches. We got we got some of the best golf courses in the country. So yeah. we've got a huge amount to offer. The centre of the town is is beautiful. We've got a beautiful river Boyne flowing through the centre of the town. We've got so much to offer. Yeah. And, yeah and,
0: and I don't think anyone sort of doubts that. But look, thank you for, for speaking to us, Dom. And maybe last caller, I think going to take a little break. But Bez uh, is on the line. Bez, you're from Drimna in Dublin, and you have thoughts about all of this. T- tell me what you reckon.
6: Well, I do. And I would like to uh, echo some of the sentiments there about like some of the antisocial behaviour. A lot of that is a de- direct result of decades yeah. of the investment in community services and me- mental health services. Uh, due to decades of uh, like austerity mm-hmm. and uh, the established uh, parties not really reinvesting back into working-class communities. But it also ties in with another aspect which is of the kind of gang culture and gangland culture. And these issues can be uh, reversed and almost solved if we look to uh, a prohibition law reform. Uh, if you look at countries like Portugal and Switzerland, they've reduced things like burglary and other acquisition crime like muggings, uh, by fifty to eighty percent by just uh, by changing the law by by changing how we deal, deal with things like so you de-, de-, de incentivize the crime. you take away the profit uh the the the, 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 the how how gangs and and or and uh crime cartels. Uh, make their profits uh, you take away the incentive for addicts to uh, rob to pay their debt to gangland and we need to be looking at these things we need to look at so you're our talking European about decrimi-
0: decriminalising certain drugs and stuff like that and also legalising and fully regulating
6: certain drugs And know see people think that legalising is a free for all but you need to legalise things like heroin so a doctor can prescribe it to an addict doctors can't prescribe heroin at the moment they do so in Switzerland and they've completely reversed their situation which was worse than Ireland uh, 25 years ago so we need to be looking at this and we need to be asking our politicians why are we not implement, implementing these policies which are so successful and basically have revolutionised
0: uh, so how, how these So you're basically saying and, and, and investment and, decide, and a change in legislation is needed
6: Yes yes, yeah, and a change in mindset as well Now the Swiss, Swiss people they're very conservative people they didn't want to legalise heroin initially and when they did a right wing party put it uh, on the ballot for a referendum twice And both times it was voted through by the Swiss people to keep their uh, new policies in place because they've seen them so successful. So we need to be looking at Portugal, Switzerland, Holland and look at what they're doing right and look at what we're doing wrong.
0: Being being a bit more creative look thank you Bez, thank you for coming on and speaking to me, that's Bez, he's from Drimna, Drimna used to have quite a lot of criminal activity, Drimna used to hear about in the news as well Uh, if you're from an area and you feel it's unfairly I suppose tarnished by this kind of thing or also maybe that there has been a pushback from the community uh, against this kind of thing, I would love to hear from you 53106 Lots more on Unscripted coming up next um, but I'm not entirely sure what it is